When you hear a jarring cacophony mixing up various versions of the Doctor Who theme, concluding with one not off of the telly, can only mean one thing. It's time for another Power of Three podcast. We are a trio of grumpy, middle-aged Scottish Doctor Who fans who, every week, on which can discuss, digest, digress and disagree as we talk about our favourite time-travelling hero and all forms of his adventures, whether on audio, comic strips, animations, novels, TV and sometimes other bits and bobs that tie in. I'm Kenny Smith, and like Professor Yana, but spelt with an I at the start rather than a, than a Y, so it makes me sound a bit Scandinavian, I am not alone. Who's that over there? Suppose it's me. Yes, hello. Hello everyone, welcome back, thank you for joining us. David Steele here. Kerry, what are we talking about today? Well, as you know, Dave, I'm quite often one to make an exhibition of myself. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you know, if you've been reading Doctor Who magazine recently, they've had some fantastic features on the Doctor Who exhibitions of the past. And I thought, given that we three and Tom will be popping in to join us later from his little capsule as he's trapped like William Hartnell in The Three Doctors, he'll be able to drop in and give us his memories. Then we should talk about our experiences of Doctor Who exhibitions. Now, of course, the big two famous ones were Longleat and Blackpool. So did you ever go to the original Blackpool one day? Nope, I have never been to Blackpool in my life. Not even to see David Morrissey? Nope. Oh man, we should do that for the family tree one day. Honestly, really should. Yes. It's one of the great series. Listeners, if you've never seen Blackpool, stop what you're doing, switch us off and go and watch Blackpool instead. No, I'm just kidding. No, I've never been to Blackpool. I think for some reason my mum didn't like it. But then there was, I think one of the years that I, you know when you get to a certain point, you get to a certain age, and you start staying at home when your family go on holiday. I have a feeling that my mum and dad and Alison did go to Blackpool at one point when I wasn't with them. But I've never been. One of my friends growing up around the corner, David Barker, he was wee David, I was big David, because I was slightly taller. They went to Blackpool every year. I've never been. Did you make it to the, the Blackpool Doctor exhibit? Well, I never went to the original one, but I did right. go to the reopened one. But we'll come to that as we go through them chronologically, because we're Doctor Who fans, and that's what we do. It's what, okay, if we must. <laughs> yes. But of course, the other biggie was Longleat, and I never mm. went to that, even though my in-laws and are living very close to there in Wiltshire, but I've never even been to Longleat House. So you've been there, haven't you? Yes. Now we went in um, summer 1986, the, the Steele family, we went on a holiday and we, summer holiday, and we stayed in Weymouth for a couple of weeks. We made the expedition out to, to Longleat House. We have a, a photograph of it somewhere at, at home. During this sort of period, till like, you know, summer of 86, I had kind of drifted away from Doctor Who a little bit. I was much more into comics at that point than I had been. You know, the, the effects of the 1985 hiatus and all that sort of stuff. A year and a half, which we're used to nowadays with the massive gaps between series because we never seem to have the energy to make it. In those days, it was, it was you know, you're 12, it's a, it's a lifetime. So I was much more into comics, but we went to, to Longley and I've been trying to remember, and I can remember taking a photograph, was it, you know, there will be photographs somewhere of the, the police box that you used to sort of enter into the exhibition. And it, was, it was very well done because you entered into, you went through a door of the police box and the police box was obviously parked next to the building, sort of an outbuilding sort of thing. And obviously the exhibition was inside the, the outbuilding, but you came out the other side of the police box. So it gave you the impression that you were sort of inside the spaceship, to coin a phrase. And the main thing I remember being really excited about the most was, was the theme music playing in a loop, because this was the days before I had a copy of Doctor Who, the music. So even just being able to hear the theme music was amazing. So I didn't have any stories in video around at that point. I remember photographing a sort of gold Dalek, there'll be a photograph of that somewhere. I've taken a photograph of the TARDIS console. 
the photograph of that somewhere and you can see Alison in the background and I remember all I can really remember and I've really been trying to I have a feeling that I might be confusing a couple of different memories in my head but I have a feeling that they had the car from Vengeance and Barros as well there was a gift shop and my dad did a photograph of Alison and I with a Dalek and a Cyberman but it's a shocking photograph I think he moved after so like our heads are cut off on top of the Dalek's car so um, yes you know, nowadays, of course, you, you, you'll be taking dozens of photographs on your on your mobile phone. We didn't have such things in those days. And I say, 35 years ago, so my memories of it aren't especially clear. But I remember it was it was a lot of fun. It was very exciting because, you know, I don't think I'd ever seen a Dalek in real life before. Wow. You know? so that was really fun. It was. I'm glad, I went. I'm glad I made it. You know what I mean? It's such an iconic part of the, the Doctor Who fan experience. I mean, of course, neither of us were at the famous... You know, 1983 event or anything like that, but it's it's nice to be able to say that was there. And obviously, you know, um, in your particular area of expertise, you know, that's you know where they took Paul McGann to announce his casting, wasn't it? He Absolutely. Longly, and they went in. Had loads of photographs taken there, so it's guys, it's, it's quite special for that, I suppose, as well. It is. It's fascinating. I mean, I've also here's a fact for you. Do you know which famous actor attended Longleat '83? A very famous actor, Scottish actor. I take it one that you mean that's not a member of the cat that wasn't, you know, in the cast of Doctor Who at that yes, point. Yes, he, he, he's not, we're not talking Warwick, a Tennant or a Capaldi. Warwick. We're not talking Tennant or Capaldi here, or McCoy. Mm, a famous Scottish actor who's, is this going to be really obvious and I'm going to kill no. myself for not doing it? It's somebody who okay. has since had their name in the credits of Doctor Who. Now, we could be here all night, Ken. I know. <laughs> you better just tell me. <laughs> Brian Cox. Oh, really? He was there because his son, Alan, who's uh, an actor and looks just like him, and he is uh, he's a big Doctor Who fan, and he was taken along to that by his dad. So there you go. Oh, right. The original Hannibal Lecter was there. Well, he's also, and he's in, um, he's in X-Men 2, of course, as of well. Of course, yes. So there we go. God bless him. Fantastic. Well, there we go. Let's move yes, north yeah. and two years. Back in 1988, in Paisley ah, Town Hall, some yeah. Doctor Who fans from yeah, Glasgow yeah. Doctor Who Society held their own event to mark the 25th anniversary. And I went along to this. My dad took me along. And of course, there weren't really any official props or anything like that. But it was a whole load of fan-made stuff. and uh, Some of Raymond Twatt's models and things like that. And merchandise and glass cases. Did you go to that one? No, see, I... When, when we started talking about doing this episode, I had no recollection of that at all, but something unlocked in my head today, and I do remember, because I remembered taking photographs on my little disc camera, and they will be lying about somewhere. You see, it was in the, the museum and art galleries in Paisley. It was a sort of little space in amongst, and I remember, I have a feeling I went along once, maybe after school, and as you say, there wasn't, there was a sort of, there were a few sort of areas that were sort of set up to sort of suggest each doctor, you know. And I've got a memory that one of my pals at school, Alan Kirkpatrick, hello Alan, if you're listening, I thought you probably aren't. He had been along as well. And I remember us discussing these sort of attempts that had been made to kind of replicate the do- each doctor's costume. Because it was a sort of drawing an illustration of each doctor and some of their foes, and then an attempt to approximate their costume and then some associated merchandise, mainly just books and stuff. I mean, it really, to be honest, it looked as if a Doctor Who fan had just got some stuff and put it, set it up on a, a shelf in the corner of the bedroom, you know, compared to the sort of stuff we're used to nowadays. But, it, you know, it was homely enough, but I remember Alan being very sort of dismissive and saying, that's not the second Doctor's costume, that's just a suit jacket with a blue handkerchief stuck in the pocket. 
But I remember there was a jacket with a red piping to suggest Davison. And I say, I remember trying to take a photograph of the cover of the Dominic Glynn 12 inch single of the 1986 version to try and capture the hologram. Again, I will have some very bad photographs lying around. We'll see if I can find them. It was fun, but I also remember going along one Saturday morning. Because I, this was a long time before I became an active sort of Doctor Who fan, and as much as being involved with other fans. And I remember there was a telly set up with a video recorder playing episodes. So this was the first time I saw any of Evil of the Daleks Part 2, because that was one of the episodes. And I remember asking someone, one of the guys, because there was there was a few lads sort of standing around, older than me, a few, a few guys, young, young men sort of standing around. And I, I, th- I can't remember if they were selling merch or, I mean, one of them had a Dapol Dalek, which, you know, wasn't for sale, but they had it there. It's been a couple of months before I got one in FP. And I remember um, asking someone, is that Evil of the Daleks? And he was saying, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I also saw a snippet of Planet of the Daleks, part six, I think it was. And I also have a memory of seeing a snippet from part one of Resurrection of the Daleks. Specifically, I remember the face that the Doctor pulls after the TARDIS has come out of the time corridor. So, yeah. I'd completely forgotten about all of that until just something unlocked in my, you know, in my brain this afternoon, you know, when I was thinking, right, what need to try and remember before we have this chat. So it was quite interesting, you know, I was sort of, you know, letting it all come flooding back because I'd completely forgotten that this was in that horrible period when Peter Davison had upset me by, by feeling a woman's breast, an episode of a very peculiar practice. And I didn't think that was appropriate. And it was a long time before I, I was able to tolerate Peter Davison again. I thought you were about to say it was a long time before you did the same thing. <laughs> well, that's another story. I remember rolling my eyes at Peter Davison doing some Peter Davison acting, and it's quite funny. That was that was such a keyed up little prude that was upset yeah. with such things. Dear, oh um, dear. But no, it was it was interesting. I mean, this was practically on my doorstep, you know. But I've also got another memory of my mum and dad and Alice and I going to another exhibition somewhere. It must have been in Glasgow in a library. But I've no idea where it was because all I can remember was getting a couple of bookmarks, photocopied bookmarks. And on display, as well as some books and stuff, they had Liz Sladen's costume from the Ark in Space on a sort of mannequin. But I cannot remember for the life of me where that was. Any ideas? Well, the Glasgow Doctor Who group did meet in the Woodside Library for a while, so it could have been that. And I know that that costume, I think, is owned by Martin Fairgrave, so perhaps that could have been it. But the other thing I remember about Paisley in 88 was going, I think it was opened by Sylvester McCoy, that exhibition, and there were pictures of that in the paper. I have still, I still have the newspaper, the centre spread from the Paisley Daily Express covering it. I still have that mm-hmm. because um, Stephen Pasqua was there. You can see Stephen Pasqua in the photographs. Yeah. How the heck he got there at that time of the day on a school day, I have no idea. But that's yeah. Pasqua for you. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're sticking in Paisley for our next event, Paisley 92, which was a more official exhibition, which tied in with the Doctor Who lectures that John Nathan Turner did with Tainum Productions in the Paisley Arts Centre. Yes. And that was, I mean, yes. for me, that was a real eye-opener because I was quite lucky because by this point in 92, I'd passed my driving test and my dad was semi-retired by this point. So I was able to quite often borrow his car, particularly during the school summer holidays, mm-hmm. and I'd go with friends Mark Doherty and Cameron Robertson. And we'd quite often go like maybe once or twice a week throughout the summer holidays and yeah. just go around and have a wander about, park the car up. And, and it was just great. It was just to be able to go up and see. I mean, the costumes that were there, I remember, there were some Daleks. There was the Yeti with no feet. 
an ice warrior with crumpled feet, a sea devil, which had its legs shorn off and was really short and stumpy, um, some cybermen. And yeah, it was just, it was fascinating just to be able to see these things. Oh, there was the Garm and the Melker. Um, they, had, they had the Magma Beast from Caves of Androzani. Yes. They had, I'm pretty sure K9 was there as well. Because mm-hmm. we should say, this, this one was also in the, the Paisley Museum and Art Galleries. And I think when we, when, if listeners remember, we did an episode where we talked about when we met the Doctor. And this exhibition was sort of launched with a press event featuring dear old John Z. Pertwee, because that was the first time I met him. That was a Friday in March 1992. And this, this exhibition was basically a scaled-down version of the one that had been at the Museum of the Moving Image in London, you know, the behind the sofa exhibition which is where Tom Baker recorded his links for the Shadow VHS and so you know if you have if you have that listeners you know you might be familiar with some of the exhibits um so I ha- again because I was at college in Paisley at this point there was a period basically when this exhibition was open we went every day <laughs> 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 we just you know we just go after college it's like right I'm just gonna because there was a video rec- video recorder playing all the regenerations on a loop and you know we I just stand and watch that for 15 minutes at a time you know we were in. We were actually in the museum taking photographs, you know, as part of our sort of the photography aspect of our course. And me and it must have been Michael and, and Neil and probably Malcolm. Anyway, a few of us kind of snuck up to the room where the Doctor exhibition was being set up, and I managed to get one photograph through the glass before a museum attendant kind of caused and said, "No, you're not allowed to be in here yet." And, I was like, and it's, the only monster you could see clearly was a Silurian. But again, I'll have that photograph somewhere. If I can find them, if I can do it in time, by the time that this episode's going out or whatever, I'll either tweet them or stick them on the Facebook or whatever. So, yeah, this exhibition launched officially by John Z. Petwee. So if, if, if memory serves, it would have been like either... it Was was it the week that the Sea Devils repeat started? I think so. Dave, that's what I remember it as. Dave Steele's Spectrum Brain. There you go, everyone. So it's, I think it was probably the twentieth of March, nineteen ninety-two, or the I think I think that was most likely. And Jonesy launched it, you know, to, you know, photographs of the monsters that were there, and and then it was open for a couple of months. And as I say, yeah, we basically went every day. I took quite a few photographs in the exhibition. I, we, I remember us when we did in the college video, in the video part of the course that I was on. We made our own Doctor Who story, and I remember us trying to think about if there's any practical way of somehow getting the video cameras in and making use of some of the monsters but we never you know we couldn't we couldn't think of a reason or a way to you know to to do that but um yeah every day listeners every blooming day dave i've just solved it how you could have done it retrospectively it could have been like a dream sequence where it's sort of like feverish nightmare and sort of here's all my old enemies (laughs) there you go written for you i'll tell you my college doctor my college video project of doctor who is a feverish nightmare It, it will never be seen you know, as, as much as I love you, Kenny, you will never see it. <laughs> okay. Well, talking of videos, I took my dad's video camera along on one occasion to the exhibition. So I've got some fantastic ah. footage of it. And there's a, there's a bit where I'm inside. There was the cutaway grey Dalek. We could go in it and you could operate right. it and look in the mirror. And there's they had um, the Emperor Dalek was there with Davros inside. They also had the special That's weapons right. Dalek, which was oh. animated. And it made a firing sound. And my video has got a little girl in the background. Because you can hear, I've got a shot of the special weapons Dalek looking straight into the camera and you, you can hear a little girl in the background going oh dalek dalek and then it fires <laughs> and it's it's quite good i need to, i need did to digitize her? that did it kill her did it kill no it she, didn't she deserved it if she was interrupted 
I'd um, forgotten the Emperor Dalek as well. I mean, it was quite. A, I mean, compared, to, I imagine compared to the Museum of the Moving Image, it was probably, it probably it was nowhere near as big. I imagine, but um, no. they packed a lot in, and it was, you know, it was it was very exciting. Again, on my doorstep, practically, you know. Yeah. Really exciting. It was it was happening in my hometown. It was great. I wonder if I'm. Well, I'm pretty sure we can guess that young David McDonald and quite possibly Stephen Moffat would have gone along to it at some point as well. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they'd be daft not to. So, of course, at this point, we've hit the wilderness years and things were quiet for a long time. And then, of course, the show came back and they reopened mm. an exhibition in Blackpool in a brand new location. And this is the one yes. that I did get to go because I'd never really been to Blackpool. I went in 2005 when Jen was uh, heavily pregnant uh, with, well, no, she was about five months pregnant with Katie. And we went for our last right. trip away. And we ended up staying in the worst hotel in Blackpool, which has since been shut down. <laughs> by health and safety because it was so bad <laughs> it was called the Cornhill Hotel it was awful and they offered a four poster bed which was actually just a normal bed but with four bits of wood nailed to each corner and then they put some Amazing. sort of crappy drapes over it it was the worst hotel I've ever stayed in Amazing. and we actually we left a night early we paid for three nights we could only stomach two they did microwave toast <laughs> no I'm serious microwave toast anyway yes. let's let's not go to that tune in next week when we talk about the hotels that we stayed in when we went to Doctor Who convention. It's tenuous, um, but we'll make it work. Here's, a, here's one. So I think I left a pair of boxer shorts behind in a place in Coventry called Shehu when Tony and I stayed there one of the times we were going to Battlefield or, um, or Panopticon. Um, I have a fe- I, to this day, I still think I, think I left a pair of boxers behind. So there you go. If you're listening, proprietors of Shehu, I do apologise. I'm sure that's Hugh that you're talking about there. But hopefully when he found him, he didn't go Shea Spew, but there we go. Right. Uh, Blackpool 2006. So we went along yes. and so this would be around October week. So Katie would have been about eight months old. And I remember, I remember taking her round. No, I'm wrong. It's 2007 because she was a bit older. It was 2007. We went round and there were quite a few things there. There was a Paradise Towers cleaner, which had melted in the fire at Longleak, but they still put it out. There was the burnt-out oh, right. remains of a canine. Obviously, there'd be plenty of Daleks. And as you went around, there's mainly classic stuff. The giant robot was there, which is a beautiful, beautiful creation. And then we went round, and then it came into an area where it's all new series stuff. And that was rather fantastic to see, because I got to see a big Slovene. Yeah. And I hadn't realised just how big the Slovene were. There were quite a few of the creatures from the end of the world, quite a few mm-hmm. Autons as well. But the one that I was really pleased to see was a Marshman because I grabbed a picture of that and sent it to, well, later on I'd send it to our Andrew Smith, of course, because he hadn't seen it in years. So just to say, there we go. And I actually come in handy because I needed it for a piece years later for the mirror, for the mirrors, the doctors, or no, it was the Scottish piece, talking about Andrew Smith for the, the Scottish pullout. And I couldn't find my Marshman picture. Andy still had it and he sent it back. So yay, one copyright free picture. There we go. But it was really good. It was, it was a small space. I'd love to get a selfie with a Marshman. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> okay, well, after the Blackpool exhibition shut, of course, it moved to London and there was a new display there. And I believe you went to that one, Dave. Yes, it was at Earl's Court and I went twice in the space of a few months because my good friend Steve Higgins, who listens to the podcast, hi, Steve, wave. Say hi to Steve, Kenny. Go on. Hi to Steve, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, he made his first visit to the UK in 2008. So as well as going to see... Um, Charlie from Busted's other band, who I can't remember the name, Fight Star at the Garage, we and attending the Army of Guests convention in Glasgow, we went to see 
I think it was King Lear at the Globe, and whilst we were down in London, we also went to see the Doc 2 exhibition at Earl's Court. And we got our folk taken inside the TARDIS and with other mo- all the monsters and stuff variously. Um, you know, we got a really good one of Steve kneeling down, pretending to talk to the face of Bo, <laughs> which was very funny. And then I went down again a few months later because my friend Joanna and I were doing our sort of annual Shakespeare pilgrimage. I think that was the year we saw Timon of Athens and The Merry Wives of Windsor, which had Christopher Benjamin playing Falstaff. So yes, I've seen Christopher Benjamin playing Falstaff, but you haven't. And we went along as well and took other photographs. Joe and I were the Cyberman, Joe with Banna Cafalata, Joe ducking out the way of a weeping angel. We got one of me with a hat, <laughs> um, a photograph of me pretending to cry with a hat because I was remembering the sad bit from the doctor's daughter where the hat drowned. <laughs> Took so many photographs. Yeah, it was again. This was and this was at the peak, really, of you know popularity of the new revived series. So it was um, it was golden. It was great fun, and I, th- I think that's the one that um, a slightly smaller version of which then transferred to Glasgow. Is that right? That's right. It came to Kelvin Grove Art Galleries and I was along at the press opening for that one. It was it was great because there were so many of the new series costumes and props and things like that came along so you could see them up front and close. You know, again, a few Slovene and there were mm. quite, a, quite a lot of oud were there and they actually had sort of like how to make an oud and sort of went through the makeup process of how they made them from the moulds, you know, doing the clay original and such right. like and going through cool. the whole process, which was great. But then, of course, at one point later on during the run in 2009, all the you disappeared because they were needed ah. harder for the end of time. And they actually asked us to be kept quiet because I'd noticed that they disappeared and phoned up and the guy told me, the guy who was running, I think his name was Hugh Bogue, and he told me that they were needed in Cardiff, but please not to mention it anywhere. So I was like, oh, interesting. This was really good. And I didn't do anything with it. And it was just such a great event because I got, they had a Dalek in there, like the old Paisley one. They had a new series bronze Dalek with the back of it cut away. You could go inside it and wave the sucker oh, right. stick and, and operate it. And I actually got to operate the Dalek that appeared in the BBC News that night and do the voice for it. And it was quite good right. fun. Wow. I still have it somewhere. Nicholas Briggs has got nothing to worry about, but it was, um, I think I had to say something in the lines of Daleks will conquer and destroy on uh, reporting Scotland tonight. Something like that. Brilliant. You absolute fame whore. What you I, was like. asked, I was asked to do it because somebody mentioned I was a fan and knew how to do Dalek voices, which is completely have I, untrue. Have I ever told you the time how I, I ended up in the, the STV evening news talking about Doctor Who? Have I ever told you that story? No. <laughs> I dread to think I what you've done. Now that this would have been like late 19... Oh, kind of, around this time, you're actually 1999. My cousin at the time worked for the Glasgow Building Preservation Trust. Wait, 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 wait. No, Liz Davidson. Because my um, Aunt Betty worked for them when they were saving the police boxes. I don't know, this is this is what this is what it's involved with. Because I got a phone call at work. It wasn't from Joanne. I can't remember if it was from Joanne. Basically, Joanne had said that STV had what there'd been a thing in the paper, right, saying that there was going to be a Doctor Who film and Will Smith was going to play the Doctor. Oh God. And STV decided to do something about this and put it on the telly. And when they'd spoken to the Building Preservation Trust about getting to use the police box, you know, at the top of um oh the West End, the one at the the, next to the, the Botanics, I can't remember the name of the street, off Great Western Roads, when the when STV had asked, can we use your police box to talk about Doctor Who? Joanne, I think she was a press officer, said, oh, do you want my cousin to come on and speak as a Doctor Who fan? And they were like, yeah. So I got a phone call at work, and it was HMV or Gale Street at this point, this phone call, 
asking if I would be able to go up to this police box and talk about Will Smith being Doctor Who and ran this past whoever was in charge in HMV at that point. They were like, yeah, sure, of course you can. So I was like, eating my lunch on the underground on the way up to where we had in my break and, you know, to be there. And they said, right, just sort of, you know, they took three or four attempts to do it because I kept laughing and the traffic noise was really bad. But they basically had me sort of say that I was really excited at the thought of a Doctor Who movie, um, give some opinion on Will Smith. So I basically said, you know, I'll take it the pinch of salt because there's only so many, always so many rumours. And I remember saying, um, it'd be quite cool if the, the Glasgow police boxes were involved because Sylvester McCoy, one of the doctors, was Scottish. And it'd be nice to have another Scottish connection. They lapped that up. And it went out that night um, when my mum taped it and I took the video in the next morning and everyone in the shops sort of still stood around and we watched it on the big video screen that we had at the back of the shop at that point. And it was like this unflattering camera angle, very much like the zoom angle I'm sitting at just now, <laughs> of just this, you know, this camera going right up my beak and uh, the STV reporter doing a joke about jump leads to, to get the police box to work. So, so yes, so there we go. That was the time I was on, on, on the news talking about Doctor Who. So we should probably get back to the, ex- the exhibitions then, shouldn't we? Yes, in fact, the next one after the Glasgow one closed. Actually, at the opening, I forgot this. They had um, a whole. They obviously hired some actors in for the day wearing the cyber cybermen suits, and they had them stomping about right. in you know in Fantastic. sync. But the amazing thing was how plasticky and cheap they sounded. It sounded like yeah. banging Tupperware together rather than <laughs> the the standard. So you expect that clunky yeah. clanky sound you get on TV, and how obviously yeah. it's been dubbed. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I there's nothing uh, nothing like that to just you know else like that just to kind of break the illusion. I mean, um, I never actually made it to Kelvin Grove. I, th- I had planned to, and I'd meant to do it, but I just never got around to it because I think oh. I had it in the back of my mind. I'd seen it in London, so you know that was all right. So I just I never made it up, which is mad. It is. Oh, it's always, always meant to. But the thing is, when that Linda Mac- when that Linda McCartney pho- photography exhibition was on. For like for months, a couple of years ago, I literally went like three days before it finished. <laughs> Talk about a sense of urgency. Absolutely, because the thing is, I actually remember when this was being set up, um, we'd been over to Stin Kelvin Grove in general because Katie used to always like to go and see the dinosaurs, and mm. we had gone and they were setting up the Doctor exhibition, but they had a window, so they had it that was all sealed off, but they had one wooden door or one wooden sort of plaque, and it was like a letterbox sized hole and if you look through it mm-hmm. there was a weeping angel so obviously I looked through that was great and Katie who was three at the time got her to look through and she was so excited when she saw the weeping angel obviously she knew what it was I've got a picture of her some of me with her somewhere I'm just oh I've got it here I'll send it to you actually outside cool. it it was rather it was rather lovely just to be able to sort of have this small person who was all excited by it whereas now she'd be case of <laughs> dad just oh not interested <laughs> and so on so oh dear Yes, it was a, it was a rather happy time, and it was it was a great exhibition. So yeah. Then after this, of course, it was back to London, and of course, I believe that our friend and erstwhile colleague, Mister Harris, attended the opening of this. So, Tom, would you like to come and join us briefly and tell us all about it? Hello, folks. Greetings. I didn't go to any of the Blackpool or Longleat exhibitions. I always wish I had. I mean, the Blackpool one was always advertised at the end of Doctor Who on a Saturday afternoon. And my friend Brem, who who I've mentioned many times in this podcast, he went one summer holiday and he brought me back a pencil. I remember it very vividly, a white pencil with a TARDIS on it, written, uh, drawn in black. And I loved that pencil. And stupidly, I used it. I used it until it was 
down to a nub because I had to sharpen it all the time. And of course, I wish now, looking back, I wish I'd held on to it because it might be worth oh, 50, 70 pence now. So, so the first one I actually went to was Kelvin Grove, you know, when the new series started. And that was a complete uh, calamity. I, I went with the family and our two wee boys, Jack and Jamie, were... Well, they were so young. I mean, that must have been when was that? Maybe two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, something like that. So the boys would have been maybe four or five for the older, and and two or three for the younger one. And as soon as we walked, we weren't even inside. As soon as we walked towards the entrance, there was an Otten standing there, and he moved his head, and both boys started having hysterics absolutely petrified and we managed to persuade them to walk about 10 yards inside the exhibition but they were having none of it and we eventually <laughs> Carolyn had to take them both out and I ended up walking through the the exhibition in like five minutes flat because I had to see everything and then get back to the cafe to, to where the family was. Not a huge success, a bit of a waste of money because I'd bought four tickets and we only used one of them. But the, the one in, in London, the um, I, I was still an MP at the time, so this was would have been about 2011. And uh, it was a Sunday morning. I remember uh, heading along to it. There weren't that many other MPs. Uh, I remember bumping into Ruth Kelly, who had been my boss as the Secretary of State for Transport. And she wasn't even an MP anymore, but she was there with her family. I don't remember any other MPs being there. Mark Gatiss was there. I remember speaking to him and getting my photograph taken with him. And we didn't expect any of the doctors to turn up but we were waiting out, you know just within the kind of reception area and suddenly Matt Smith walked in not in costume but our older boy Jack who was a, a huge fan of, of Matt's just looked up and shouted hello doctor and Matt god bless him was just very charming and he went good morning young man and, and walked swiftly on before he could be accosted by the growing crowd of younger people who were there. Uh, and and it was a fantastic exhibition. You'll know this yourself. I think you were you were there, uh, Kenny. I don't know if you were there, Davy. It was a, you know, a really excellent exhibition. Um, I remember at one point, and I'll try to find the photograph and put it up on the Facebook page. Um, there was a Cyberman walking around, and I turned to him at one point and said, "You look bigger on television." At which point he grabbed me by the lapels and lifted me up. Um, in a very threatening sort of uh, Tolosian way, uh, and that was quite funny. And there was a, a green, you know, khaki Dalek from Victor of the Daleks. Uh, this, this was all in the kind of um, reception area, but it was an outstanding exhibition. If I hadn't been invited to go on a, a free preview, I no doubt I would have bought tickets and and gone myself. But that's it. That's that's my entire experience of attending Doctor Who exhibitions. Well, thanks very much awesome. for that, Tom. Thanks, Tom. God bless you. Yeah, I made it along to that one as well. Um, the last time I was down visiting my pals Tony Nixon and Alice down in, in Ely, um, Tony and I went into London, so that would have been about May 2011, I think. Tony and I went along to the, you know, to the newest site, and I've got a really a couple of really good photographs of me sort of standing at the, the tenant TARDIS sort of set. Again, much of a muchness really compared to, you know, I don't have too many strong, too many strong memories of it compared to the the previous one at Earl's Court. I've got a good selfie with the Matt Smith waxwork that sort of <laughs> that was there. I think I probably would have taken much the same sort of photographs that we took, you know, when Joe and Steve and I were at the exhibition in 2008. 
But it was, I mean, it was it was really special to see the you know Tim Tardis set up close. That was really exciting. That's that's my main memory of it. And of course, Tony and I having a row on the way back to to Italy because we missed the train. But that always happened. <laughs> the other thing, of course, I remember about that is that they had an exclusive action figure there, a little version of Amelia Pond in her so little duffel, duffel jacket and suitcase which she could never get elsewhere and because I never got down to it but my good friend Darren Scott the editor of SFX now he went along and he got me one and sent it up and Katie was so excited because she claimed it as her own and uh, it's now in my yeah, shelf I, remember that. I think Tony got one I didn't I, I, I remember not being able to convince myself that this was a good idea but that, that also reminds me of the fact that I got my first David Tennant action figure at the Science Museum in London in 2006, oh. I think, or because they were on sale there before, or maybe 2007, I can't remember, because they were seemed to be on sale there before anyone else. Just a basic figure of him in the suit. Yeah. Exhibitions and museums, kids, it's the future, honestly. It is. So, it um, is. so after London in 2011, what was next? It was the opening of the Doctor Who Experience in Cardiff, right beside the studios in Roth Lock. Okay. Pay attention. The Doctor Who Experience Cardiff. Join the Doctor on an interactive adventure through space, time and imagination. Take a ride in the TARDIS and come face to face with the scariest monsters on screen. Please don't panic. Everything's fine. Enjoy a new dimension of fun for the entire family at the Doctor Who Experience Cardiff. Book your tickets today at DoctorWhoExperience.com And you've been... You made it there a couple of times, didn't you? I made it there three times over the years. I actually went to the Doctor Experience four times. I only thought I went three times. <laughs> I went in 2013. Yep, went in 2013 when it was all Matt Smith branding. Then back right. the following year. Then again in 2015, and one last time just before it closed. So yeah, it was amazing. Right. It was just you know so many props, old and new. You're, you'd arrive there, you'd go into the foyer. There was a big Lego New Paradigm Dalek. There was Bessie, and mm-hmm. they kept rotating the props throughout the foyer of like River Song's Red Shoes or River's Diary or a Cyberhead and just various things. It was fantastic and really good atmosphere because the first time Ooh. we went, Katie was all full of her. I mean, she's, she was absolutely full of herself. She's like I mean, seven years old. Here we are. And she's like, oh, and she knew all the characters and she was talking to Strange Thing. Yeah, that's that's the Sabine. That's whatever it was. And then we went in, said, right, in you come, come on the tour. And off we went we went into the room and there was a host and sort of like introduced and, you know, they went through the story because you went through a story zone at the start where you'd see Daleks, Cybermen, Weeping Angels, Ooh. and bits and bobs. Now that, that unlocks a memory of the, of the 2011 exhibition because there was a similar thing with the Matt Smith Doctor and the new Paradigm Daleks. That's right. I remember that kind of walkthrough sort of adventure sort of thing because I remember... Um, getting little fanboy thrills at the Doctor coming up on the screen and all that sort of stuff. I completely forgot. You're right. That's unlocked. There we go. Good job. Excellent. Well, the best part was you went to, we went into the very first room and so there's various, there's like bits, basically like it was made like Totter's Lane, except all the junk was right. Doctor Who props and things. And in one corner mm-hmm. was a smiler and Katie absolutely, she watched the Beast Below for the first time when she was four. And as soon as the smiler right. head turned and went the click, 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 and changed face, she screamed and freaked out when she saw it on TV. And then as soon as she saw this prop, and this is, you know, and this has been like three years after she'd seen first seen the episode, she freaked out. It was, yeah. and was just terrified. We actually had to take her out and go round. Right. We were actually taken out 
and went round the other way and went in right. the actual TARDIS door. So you walked into the tenant console room and we went actually went through right. the proper TARDIS doors and went in and we sort of were able to go in that way, which was great. But cool. the other time went back in 2014, I was actually, and I've still got the ticket for it. I was on the press tour for the reopening of it, which right. had, it was all rebranded with Capaldi as the Doctor. And he was uh-huh. on the screens, you know, talking because they'd revamped the story. Joe Lidster had yes. done a new script for it. And it's great walking through like the replica of the of Matt's original console room and things like that. And playing with the switches. And it was just so good going through there. And then when we finally came through, you came into the replica and the Adventure in Space and Time console room. And that was just amazing walking through there. But because it was the press event, they'd got somebody operating the teller from Time Heist. And you could see all the controls being worked. And Katie was just fascinated by that as if you're making its eyes. You know, the one that looks like Reese from Star Wars. And it, I vaguely remember. I vaguely remember this is a this is a first season Capaldi. So chances are I've seen it twice at the most. But I vaguely remember the, the beastie that you're talking about. Yeah. I yeah. know I know that I get Star Wars reference. Yeah. Yeah. But this was great because you could just walk around the TARDIS, you know, the classic and new series stuff all mixed together. Console rooms you could go in and have a look at. Then you'd go up the stairs. They even had the junk TARDIS at one point from the Doctor's wife. Right. Oh, nice. It was really, really, really nice set. Then you'd go up the stairs and there's more costumes and things laid out and monsters old and new. And quite a lot of them were Mm -hmm. obviously restored over the years. So the giant robot, the Yeti, the Ice Warrior. It's just, it was fantastic to see they had the silence control room, which, you know, the one that looked a bit like the TARDIS. And they were always changing the props around the way you'd get doctor's costumes. Uh, perfect, you know, looking there all lined up. And you could get your pictures taken with all of those. And it was just an amazing experience. It was just heaven. I've never enjoyed a, an exhibition so much. I mean, we saw stuff from the snowmen one year, then the following years replaced by the, you know, the second and third Capaldi season stuff. I should, of course, mention that on my third visit uh, which was on the 15th of October 2015 at 10.34 a.m. walking along be specific about I know I can actually well you'll know we'll find out why in a wee second I'm so specific (laughs) Katie decided because it was the school October week and we were down Jen's mum and dad and we'd gone to Cardiff for the day and Jen and I thought well we'll walk down from the centre of Cardiff and we'll just walk down to the experience and because we'd got our tickets booked. So off we went, walking mm-hmm. down past Rogdale Place, down through the Torchwood Tower and round towards the exhibition. And just over to my left, at one point, I noticed there was this figure approaching us really tall and thought, that looks like a really fun... And then sort of as soon as the word fun got into my head, that's Russell T. Davis. So Maybe. he actually, he clocked that we'd spotted him. So he sort of came over and thought, okay, there's Doctor Who fans that know who I am. So he came over and said hello. And I introduced myself because we'd spoken quite a few times over the years by email because I'd made contact with him back in 2006 after the Glasgow press conference where David Tennant came up and did Tooth and Claw and introduced myself. And he was like, oh my God, hello, Kenny, hello. And introduced Jen to him. (laughs) And he was just magnificent, really, really chatty, really friendly. You know, we got loads of big hugs from him. And we did a selfie with him. And I've just got that picture here. And that's how I can tell you exactly the time the picture was taken because it's all in the metadata. So it's amazing. It was, it was amazing. Just what a lovely man. And just, yeah, I love, I love Russell. I do. I met, met him obviously at the Target book signing in 2018. Yeah. I love him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing the Midsummer Night's Dream at the time for the BBC Wales team. Uh-huh. And that's why sort of, I think it was the Doctor Who team basically. Pre- switched from right. once they'd finished series nine they yeah. moved on to that 
So that was how we met yeah. Russell T outside. And it was just it makes me it probably adds to my happy memories of that wonderful, wonderful place. I was so heartbroken when it closed. Because we, we knew it was going to close when it was announced in early 2017. And at this point, yeah. I was I was off work quite ill. And just to get away for a few days, just to try and cheer us up, we went to Cardiff and it had a really, it was just a really nice break to get away from it all and just have a wander about and just yeah. really enjoyed it. I mean, Jen is by no means a Doctor Who fan. If anything, she's the opposite, but she really enjoyed it too. And every time Katie went, the older she got, the more she enjoyed it as well. Just going around to be able to cool. see all these things up close and it's just such a shame that it's yeah. gone because it was wonderful. Yeah, we, we, we did talk about once before, I think, when we did our... Um... Room 101 episode. No, I never made it. I would have liked to, I suppose, at some point. I mean, I keep threatening to go and visit Will Brooks because he lives in Cardiff now. I keep threatening to go and visit him and I'm sure that if I ever do, we'll go and take a look at the site where it used to be. Are the Blackpool and Longley exhibitions, are they both defunct now? Are they both are, yep. are they gone? Com- gone. Yeah. Completely I, gone. I, but I believe I, that... I hadn't realised that Longley had, had completely closed. That's a yeah. shame. But I believe the TARDIS is still there, but it's been painted white, so it just looks like a shed entrance type thing to whatever they have there now. Chief Wes. How boring. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. But oh, I've really enjoyed this. It's just sort of hearing your memories yeah. and things that you've seen. Yeah, and I've got absolutely. so many pictures. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, as I say, there was even just during the conversation of stuff that I'd forgotten about that came back, but I'd forgotten about those. Ah, it's, yeah, I mean, you forget how, you forget how much of a thrill it was sort of seeing these sort of things. And, you know, you become, you know, you're 10 years old again because there's a dialogue in real life. There's, you're inside the TARDIS and all that. It's great fun. It'd be nice if, if you know, if it got back to that sort of status where that sort of exhibition would happen again, you know, it'd be fun. It'd be it great. Would. Do you know what? I, something that I didn't mention was the shop. The shop at the Doctor Who experience was amazing because every time we went, even though Katie would say, I'm, oh, I don't really like Doctor Who, I just like it because of you, Dad. She'd still end up, you know, managing to spend about 70 quid at least <laughs> and, <laughs> on getting merchandise, which sort of, sort of inherited, I've inherited now. But um, yeah, it was great. And it was such a good shop because I got them. I got the Night of the Doctor McGann t-shirt in there, and which right. I've never seen anywhere else. And I got myself my cool. Sylvester McCoy brawly, and just it was just wonderful. It was just a great place to be in yeah. such a happy atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So if you've got any memories of the Doctor Who exhibitions that you've been to, or even your pictures from them, please do tweet them to us. You can send them to us on Twitter at Power of Three Pod. That's Power of Three with the number three. Or you can whack them on our Facebook page, which we may update at some point, someday, somehow, somewhere. Stranger things have happened. Like that Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for company. Kenny, it was an effing pleasure as always. No, it was good. It was good to kind of um, dig away at the grey cells and see what I could drag up. And I was quite surprised that I remember as much as I did. So no, it was, it was nice. Yeah. Happy times. Happy Absolutely. times and places. You might say it's kind of phrase. Yeah. Yep. No, great, great. Yeah. Good fun, man. Definitely. Thank you for joining us, Tom. We will be back very soon with another episode. And I think that next up, we'll be chatting about some episodes off of the telly very, very soon again. So please make sure that you're there, Dave, because I know that how much you enjoy those. <laughs> I'll do my best, Matthew. I'll absolutely do my best. Excellent. Yes, thank you for joining us, everyone. Look after yourselves. Take care. We'll see you again soon. All the best. Yes, thank you so much for listening. We've thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. So, Kenny, talk to me no longer. What song have you picked out for us to play out with this week? Well, Dave, I'm glad you asked me that because these exhibitions always put on a tremendous show. So this week, I've picked The Show by Girls Aloud and also as a wee tribute to the late Sarah Harding who passed away this week. See you next time, everyone. Bye-bye.
Should've known.